Welcome to another episode of Left for Dread. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Marlowe. And I'm your other co-host, Chris Sampson. And happy solstice! Happy solstice, y'all. We are, are recording a special bonus episode for y'all on the midsummer episode of Sabrina the Teenage... Of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Not Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That was the ABC show. Mm-hmm. And I am super excited. This this show is amazing. It's out on Netflix. I think it's been out for what two weeks, three weeks already. I mean, no, it's maybe been a out month. For a bit. It's been out for it's a been month. Out for, yeah. Um, and it's been going through. Well, okay. Well, the next the, the the ratings are off the off the chain. It's very well done, very well produced. Um, in terms of production, since it was released, it's. Uh, it had some punches thrown at it, but now it's all the more stronger because the Dark Lord wills it. <laughs> so, um, for some context, if you're uh, scratching your head and asking the chilling adventures of Sabrina, what's that? The Netflix show is based on a, a particular work from Archie Comics. Um, so, Archie Comics back in... 2013 or 14? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, October 2013. They first launched a Archie Horror comics line. Um, yeah! So, yeah, so it first started it out with um, Afterlife with Archie. Uh, so this is basically set in like an alternate universe of the Archie universe where uh, a zombie apocalypse... Uh, begins in Riverdale, um, and part of that um, that that run, I think I think it was like a cameo, and then it's got spun off into its own title along with other titles like like Jughead and uh, Vampironica. Um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina uh, was one of these titles to uh, for well at least Sabrina first. The, First cameoed, and then it became its own ongoing um, graphic novel, uh, beginning in 2014. Um, so this was uh, created and written by Roberto Algari Sacasa, and he's also I I don't I think he's the sh- yeah he is the showrunner. He developed it, um, and uh, it's being produced um, by Greg Berlanti. So he's a big powerhouse on the CW network, um, like like all the CW DC shows and Riverdale, um, and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the comic book. Um, it focuses on Sabrina Spellman, um, in her, as, as a young teenager in the 1960s, uh, as she's um, dealing with both high school problems and, you know, uh, her. Uh, true, like her, her being a witch and being a, a part of the forces of night and darkness, and how her be her basically being half mortal, half witch, and all of the problems that comes with that. On top of being a teenager, yes, yes, being a teenager teenager is hard enough, but then when you're happy, you're happy, you're you're trying to. Sort out your shit with Satan <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's you know because that's just normal life. It is normal life so. <laughs> for her. Um. So yeah. So that. So that's the quick expedition of uh the 
the seeds, the roots of this TV show. And it's really great. I I just love how how they got the the, the creator to have complete creative vision and control over um, the TV show. Because even the, the title, the opening title credits, it's all super inspired by the same art style in the comic book. And I just love that so much. I remember when I first heard about these, like, Archie reboots. I think when I heard about Riverdale getting a gritty reboot, I remember being really angry about it, saying, why does Riverdale need to be a gritty reboot? I think the only thing that should, if they're going to touch anything, would be Sabrina. Mm. Because how fitting would that be? I have since taken back what I said about Riverdale because it's actually really good. <laughs> See, okay, so confession, I still haven't seen Riverdale yet. I know Andy's been like, he's, he's been waving the flag on like... Get on it. Riverdale I mean, I'm is very, like I'm very my Mad Max <laughs> to you guys. Um, no, so not, I'll get not around to, to it. with me because I still haven't seen it. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, well, it was weird. Uh, no, no, no. I said, I said not them, just me, because I still haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, for 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 Andy in particular, I've been bothering to watch JoJo for like three years. So uh, I don't know. So I'll How get around to Riverdale, and especially because um, there's a um a upcoming Sabrina slash Riverdale crossover um that's confirmed, and um you know Sabrina yeah. casually dropped references to Riverdale uh, near the end of the season too so it's all one universe and I now I have to catch up and get I don't hip. think I don't think she'll take a visit to Riverdale in season two but definitely in season three mm-hmm. in part three I feel like that's when it's coming okay yes yes I mean I think um, that'll be that'll be part three for her season four for Riverdale so that's yeah that's that's about right mm-hmm. I mean CW I think CW's uh, at least in their DC shows, they really they, take their time with the crossovers, crossovers and they they build it. They well, similar to like uh, the MCU in the first decade, they take the time to build up their IP on its own two legs, and they they sprinkle a little bit of hits, and then and then they gradually escalate, and then you know, um, at its fever pitch, then they they do this massive crossover. So it's a a really strong sign of uh, like good, I guess good writing and good scheduling and and like just be having a, a excellent acumen for production and you know Greg Greg Berlanti he he's he's created a, a massive powerhouse on TV so um, I have no doubt that um, it'll be great we just have to wait a little bit for a while um, but that's okay. Oh, absolutely. It's going... Whatever that he decides to come up with, it's going to be fantastic. Faux show. Okay. So, in this particular uh, Solstice episode of Sabrina, it's all about Solstice, Christmas, everything. It picks up right where the other one left off, around Christmas time. And it was... One story, one plot line, one whatever, and they brought into the world a Christmas witch, demon, ogress. I've seen all three, and her name is Gryla. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of her until this, and I love her. It's it's really great. Um, I I think because 
they couldn't do Krampus because they already had one horned, horned, uh, creepy looking mofo. Uh, that's Baphomet or Satan or the Dark Lord, any one of those yes. um, synonyms. And I mean, personally, I would have loved to see Krampus, and I want Gryla and Krampus to have a villain team uh, team up, like in the next <laughs> Winter's Tale, whatever, like whenever it happens in 2019 or 2020. Um, but it was really interesting because I, I get I had no idea about Gryla either, and. Um, so it was like a nice little folklore history lesson and I, yeah, it was great. It's, and I, I, I think it also, it also pushed the narrative, uh, into interesting ways and, um, it served like a pseudo epilogue. Um, and I really enjoyed like the the motion, uh, the motions that Grala put into place for season two and three and four, because earlier in the week, uh, Sabrina was announced to have, or Netflix was announced, uh, seasons three and four are confirmed already, so GG. Yes, so, um, what Gryla is, I think, depends on what source you're reading from, because I've read anything from a witch to a demon to an ogress to a giantess, um, so I think that that's, that's varying on all of that. And, but the point of her is that she is the mother to the ice, to the Yule lads. And her backstory is that she has three different husbands or lovers or something like that. Um, but more importantly, 72 children between all of that. And they do her bidding anywhere from creating mischief around the house, like we saw in Sabrina, to murder. To, like, straight up killing someone. And it's whatever she wants. So, based on what I've sort of quickly gathered before recording this, the way they present her in the show actually feels very accurate. And feels very on point. Which I love. And this also ties back into when we did our Krampus episode. How Chris started talking about how telling ghost stories was commonplace back in the days to do at Christmas time. And Gryla, along with Krampus, is like those those themes from those ghost stories that you don't hear about anymore. Like these are like legendary like Christmas demons that no one talks about anymore. Mm -hmm. And... Bring them back, Ryan. Bring them back. Need- uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I would love now. I would love to see a movie about Gryla. Uh, yeah, we can get um. Oh God, Eli Roth, make a movie about yes, Gryla. Yes, yes, the same guy who did Krampus. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I now I feel bad. It's <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I I just love the idea of Christmas demons and Christmas monsters and. I really wish, um, you know, more of these. Uh, I think that I think this should be. Uh, I mean, I, I guess like there is, but I don't think it's as mainstream as you know, like traditional, like Hallmark uh, incarnations of Christmas. But I just love that you know you can basically have a lifetime time. movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Um, oh, I mean, like and. You when you think when you look at it, like a lot of Christmas stories, they're 
morality tales. They're about people who are bad and they have to uh, re. Uh, they have to like go through like a like a trial by fire or like some it, internal darkness and reflection of the soul kind of moment, and they come out appreciating the spirit of Christmas or um, appreciating camaraderie or fellow brotherhood and sisterhood. Um, I mean, for example, uh, I just found out about this a couple hours ago. One of the most uh, I think iconic Christmassy ghost stories is uh, A Christmas Carol, and today's the 175th anniversary of that story, and to celebrate, I think I think it was like um, New York Public Radio, um, they had Neil Gaiman um, read- Read A Christmas st- Story, I know! Yes, I was like, oh my god, so good. So, long story short, we need more Christmas ghost stories, like Sabrina, or, you know, Christmas Carol, or- I think a tradition both. like that is, is awesome, but also, like- I feel like a Christmas Carol you've seen every single rendition of. Mm. Um, from the Muppets to when we were growing up, there was an animated movie with Jim Carrey a couple of years ago. Mm. I think uh, there's a Patrick Stewart played Scrooge one. Yep, year. there was another one like that. Also, I just that is one of the most reiterated stories of all time. I feel like every few years you're gonna see a new Christmas Carol movie and not be disappointed by it. And I think I think separate from that is that is a, kind of like a heartwarming tradition because the the episode ends with them sitting all together, listening to one of them read this story. Scary or not, like I mean, I don't personally think a Christmas Carol is particularly terrifying, but sitting around and like. Trading ghost stories at Christmas time is absolutely a tradition I would love to bring back. Yes, let's do it. We should sit around like my fake tree and my pine scented candle and we'll tell ghost stories. We should do we, Okay, we're making it official. We're gonna do I <laughs> it's on tape, so it has to happen. And okay. we're gonna we're gonna do this. Uh maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll do it this year or I mean or maybe we'll do it next year or we'll have Christmas in July. Who knows? We'll 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 do it sometime soon. Um, Christmas in July. Yeah, I celebrate Christmas in July. Do you? No, no, no it's a thing. I celebrate Christmas around Christmas time. No, it's it's a thing. No, I, I know. Swear. I swear it is. No, it is. I just find it <laughs> odd. Come on, it's an it's an excuse to have Krampus and Gryla in the middle of July on a beach. I feel like that's an insult to them by celebrating Christmas not at Christmas. Oh, fine. Or would they be flattered that we're trying to keep the spirit alive? I, I think they know. would appreciate the heresy. It's like, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, uh, but Gryla is um, uh, is from um, Icelandic folklore, and they also have another Christmas monster and or beast uh, part of, as part of that folklore. It's the Yule Cat. <laughs> I was just gonna say the Yule Cat lives with her and all the kids. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> did I don't remember? I no, I don't cat. think the the Sabrina episode did a Yule Cat. So maybe they're putting it in their back pocket. No, they just have for another appearance. So maybe. Yeah. But basically, the Yule Cat's a giant, huge, vicious, feral cat. He's not a nice cat. In fact, he might eat you. Yes. 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 So it's great. It, so the tale of the Yule Cat. Uh, is basically to encourage children to work hard. 
So, like, if you have a lazy kid, you basically tell them a story about the Yule Cat so that they work harder. Um, so, <laughs> they could tell the... Saying that the Yule Cat could tell who the lazy children were because they did not have at least one new item of clothing for Christmas, and these children would be sacrificed to the Yule Cat. This reminder tends to spur children into doing their chores. A poem written about the cat ends with the suggestion that children help out the needy so they too can have the protection of new clothing. It's no wonder the Icelanders put in more overtime at work than most Europeans. <laughs> You know what's good? A good worth. Uh, how do you promote good worth ethic? You prom. You're gonna get you, eaten by a giant yes, ice cat. <laughs> put the fear of Satan and the Dark Lord and Christmas monsters into them, and that's, that's yeah, that's great. Um, and there's all there's also been um, a short cartoon about the cat. It was created by Justin East and legendary composer Danny Elfman provided the music. Oh, I love Danny Elfman. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, let's let's uh, take it back a little bit. Um, how I really enjoyed this Christmas special. Um, I mean, you, in order to understand and watch this Christmas special, you had to watch the, the first ten episodes of Sabrina, because um, there's a lot of context and, the, the, like I said before, the, it serves as a pseudo epilogue. I mean, it pushes some of the narrative forward, like um, Letitia the baby and. Um, Sabrina's relationship with her deceased mother. Well, everything with her friends you could sort of pick up because there's all of that exposition about that. The only thing I think you might be confused about is the baby. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, that. Where? what did you do? Did mm -hmm. you steal the child? Um, and she did. <laughs> well, um, yes. Steal, yes, quote unquote. She did. She, she, uh, so and, and Zelda might say, oh, I rescued the baby. So, hey. Yeah, yeah. But because Gryla came, it prompts Zelda by the end of the episode to be like, no, I have to give the kid back. Which I feel like that on top of whatever fuckery is going to happen while Sabrina is attending high school, but then also going to her dark art school. Uh, I feel like there's just going to be all kinds of, of fuckery happening by the way, fun fact, for those of you that don't know, the kid who is playing Harvey played Jeffrey Dahmer in My Friend Dahmer. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh-huh. And he is a Disney Channel kid. That's fantastic. He went from the Disney Channel to playing one of the world's most notorious serial killers to Harvey. Yeah. Um... It, what is happening? It, sometimes it's the, pe the person you least suspect. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you don't follow the show or the girl Kiernan who plays Sabrina on Instagram, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Just mm. go do it. I, it's so entertaining. I, I I love her. Like this is my first um, <laughs> media property that I've seen her, and I, and I actually was not aware of her presence on. Instagram I wasn't all... either. Okay. I wasn't aware of like her until the show came out. They also did a brief flashback where they showed you baby Sabrina going to meet Santa. Mm -hmm. The casting for that was A+. Oh, yes, yes. So That yeah. was they nailed it. That was really really well done. So I'm just I'm looking over Kiernan Chipka's um IMTV. credentials like uh she's been in Mad Men. 
which is a, a, such a is a one of the AMC's greatest shows. That's really awesome. I'll uh, be honest with you, I've never seen a solitary I mean, episode. I haven't seen Mad Men. I have a lot of friends who talk about it, so like, okay, maybe maybe I'll check it out. So um, I mean, I heard it was good, but you know. Um, she also voiced uh um, uh I guess I don't know if it's a main character, supporting character. I, it's a bit fuzzy, but uh she 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 did voice work for. Um, the Legend of Korra, the the Avatar, uh, cartoon sequel. Who? So, who was she? Uh, she's a J- Janora. Don't tell me she's Korra. I'll feel real stupid. Janora. Uh, J i n o r a. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I'm totally I, I'm totally blanking. Um, oh my gosh, she played. She's in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I love that show. That's, that's who awesome. is she in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, is she Baby Kimmy? Uh, she's, yeah, she's Kimmy, yeah. She's and, little Kimmy. Yeah. That is so funny! Oh my goodness, so good. Oh, um, look at you, Kieran Shipka, way to go. Yeah, so, she's super talented, and, um, yeah. I mean, I think the casting is just so, so on point. I, I yeah, like, I, um, I, I got, there's nothing, there's, for this show, it's just really well done. I think, I don't have a I don't really have any complaints. I, I just for for one, I think it's a. This is more of like a stylistic choice, and I don't know how you feel about it. Um, but a lot of the shots, I felt like it has this fishbowl camera effect, where like the center of the shot. Oh, the is fish clear. eye. Yeah, and then like the yes. surrounding, like s- surrounding edges are like blurry, and I. I I I can see why they're they're trying to use that that effect to like make it like spoopy and mysterious, but I felt that like it was distracting at sometimes. Um, that was just um. Me. I know that they used it a lot in season one, but I can't honestly tell you if I just got used to it or if they picked the episodes that they used it on. But after a while, I stopped noticing it. It was a little weird the first two episodes because I wasn't used to seeing that. I um, I I felt like I I saw it throughout the entire season and oh maybe I just got used to it then. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I when I watch movies, I like I'm I'm like a pseudo cinephile, and I sometimes I yeah, I'm so zeroed in on the movie that it's something. Something like that happens. It takes me out of the immersion. And I was like, "Oh, okay," but I mean, it's I mean, it's a it's a stylistic choice. It's and I I rec- I respect their vision or decision to do that. It's like okay. I mean, it's doesn't doesn't it's not like oh my god, I hate Sabrina now. So, um, but I felt like they didn't do it as much in the Christmas episode because I I actually don't remember. Maybe they toned it back. I think that, they may, because... may have toned it back because I definitely don't remember seeing any of that fish fishbowl kind of effect uh in the christmas episode so i don't know it's sort of like it felt very like here's the veil over her life between her two worlds and this is me reading way too much into it oh so keep, okay keep rolling your eyes keep rolling no your no, eyes. no 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 but no now she, I, I live for this shit please continue but now she signed the book uh-huh so there's no veil anymore. Mm-hmm. 
now now it's complete the transition that would be the only the only thing that i could think of for making a stylistic choice like that okay i will buy i will buy that because there's never there's never like a good reason to use a a fisheye lens on a on a picture i understand but on like video i don't Mm -hmm. so that would be the only thing i could think of that would work with all of that Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me so um so so ryan i have this um so we, we were talking about Letitia and the baby, and um, and I wanted to talk about how this special and this sort of pseudo epilogue will feed into the second season. Um, so TLDR, um, Sabrina is struggling between her human heritage and her witch heritage, and through a bunch of machinations between like the church and this high priestess and this uh demon disguised as one of her teachers sabrina is eventually coerced into signing the book in the in satan's uh tome and now she's a full witch uh she's fully baptized in into the and really dodging into the church of night and there's been there's like a it's a massive shift in the status quo um like she breaks up with harvey and her relationship is somewhat strained with her friends but i think they're i think because they're i think they're more weirded out by it because they also had their own things that came out of all of that not just sabrina so it was like i'm talking to a dead relative i might be clairvoyant and oh my god my best friend's a witch what what do i do with all of this exactly i think they're trying to figure out how to process all of that because Mm -hmm. also we find out that Harvey's family is descendants of witch hunters. Yes, I okay. So that's 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 one of my, which I totally see coming back into play at some point. See, they were very very mum about witch hunters. I, I think it was like the one of the first or second episodes where, um, I think it was maybe Ambrose who was mentioning it, like because he was doing an autopsy on a boy that died, and he's like that. Is a witch's mark this, and they went into this whole thing about how they thought it was witch hunters, and then they sort of like they kind of like in it and didn't address it again until they started talking about the thirteen witches and Harvey's family and this whole thing. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was like maybe Ambrose or Anzelda. They they kind of wrote it off like, oh yeah, witch hunters aren't they're like they're they're mentioned they're like an extinct breed or something like that. Yeah, but... the aunties wrote it off because they're just like eh. Mm-hmm. But then when they had the high priest there, Ambrose was just like, uh, excuse me, just like quick, just quick, quick thing. Mm-hmm. There's a body downstairs that you need to look at. And Aunt Zelda was like, dude, mum. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So I. So we already see the cracks in the wrist between Harvey and Sabrina. And especially in this Christmas special, like one of the heart-wrenching moments is um, Sabrina gives them, well, she tries to use magic to help it, help him out and gives him a gift which which is like an enchanted set of crayon pencils that never go dull and uh he basically straight up returns the gift and says like please never use magic around me or my family and i just don't trust it anymore and i feel like that's oh, I, that's exactly what it is yeah. i think that you know i mean this is also the strain that i think is happening she signed her name in the in the book and the change that they saw in her at the end of season one was i think her just like embracing that she's like yeah 
I'm a witch, they know, and I'm going to be cool with this now because I have found a way to balance this. They know, and I did what I had to do, and now I can attend both schools because I have that permission, and now it's not a big deal anymore. So she seems to be very willing to use magic or use magical things in the presence of Harvey and her friends. And her friends, I think, will come around to that, but Harvey won't. And one of two things is going to happen, either... Harvey is gonna go full witch hunter, which I really want to see. I really, I really want to see. Like, if you want to talk about like teenage melodrama, like my boy, yeah. my ex boyfriends of witch hunter. Oh, but no. also like total opposite of the ABC uh, show from back in the day. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing: Why would you introduce a good-looking warlock like Nick Scratch mm-hmm. if they're not gonna end up together? Yeah, it, no, no, it's classic CW. They gotta get like play up that relationship drama. So I mean, he's also a fuckboy. Let's just be yeah. Real this is true. That. Yeah, he's, he's a total fuckboy. He was having an orgy in her house. Yeah, so yeah, I, like there's that too. And you were saying you know. stuff like, "Oh, you do you, you want really to love Harvey? I don't mind sharing." It's like oh. I don't mind sharing. It's like oh. Uh. <laughs> Who knows? She might be more open to that in yeah. part two. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just, I'm really curious. I, I would, you know, personally, I would love to see the Harvey Witch Hunter line. Like, he just finds out more about his Witch Hunter past and, like, his struggles against, like, magic and witches and warlocks and just increases and, um, and like it's gonna come to a head. It's gonna be like the climax, like season two or three. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm ready for it. So let's let's do it. Uh, and the other thing I was really curious about. So at the at the very very end of the the Christmas special, um, Sabrina and her family they're they're, they're sitting around. Uh, they're reading uh, a story. And they're like, "Oh yes, uh, Satan bless us, every one of us." And it's it's it's, it's an inverted happy ending. And it's all it's all of a Christmas Carol because at the end they say, "God bless us, every one." Yes, it's and so schlocky. I love it. Yes, but <laughs> and, I loved it. Yes, and then I think I think um, it was like I don't know. I I think it was the three figures emerged from the mine, but it was basically like the three wise men. Uh, from the Bible, but they're all demons, and they all—they're all carrying like infernal gifts. So I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? So what I think is, um, it's tied to uh, Letitia, who's the—is it the three wise men, or is it the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future? I wanna, I wanna, I really wanna, I really wanted to be like a demonic version of the three wise kings, um, and. Um, I mean, it probably is. Yeah. So my my thing is, I think at the beginning of season two, um, um, I don't know, Letitia is going to be sent away, and these these three kings are like are roaming Greendale, uh, searching for this child who's like the true of uh, firstborn of the high priest, and is somehow super involved and super integral integral to the dark lord's plans and then the high priest is um all 
He's like, oh, this is my firstborn son. He's he, he's the scion, and the Dark Lord has chosen him. And then, uh, then he then he finds out about the other child because of these three demonic wise kings who present gifts uh, to the daughter. And then it's like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? So, that's well, why. yeah, I think I think that they're gonna have a problem with. I think it'll tie into that definitely. Mm-hmm. I, um, I definitely think that word of the demonic figures are going to reach the high priest before the baby does, mm-hmm. just to create drama. Yes, so much drama. Why not? This is the CW verse. We always have to have drama. Well, actually, no. Here's the thing: is this isn't part of the CW? It this isn't. Is, yeah. No, 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 no. This is Netflix. Yeah. And Riverdale is the CW, which makes me wonder how they're going to do the crossover, like on whose terms. I mean, but Grant, uh, Greg Berlanti, he's, like, the main, like, over-architect of, like, the CW-verse, so I think, it, I think it, it makes sense for Sabrina to be on Netflix. There's a lot of stuff that I don't think it, it could have gotten away with at all on regular cable TV, um, but that, I mean, um, I don't know. Uh, I felt, I feel like it's, it's entertainment. And I, I don't think, I mean, maybe some people have an issue with it. Maybe like super hardcore religious people or, or I mean, the satanic church had issue with it, but that's another thing. So, um, but I think, was it the satanic temple? Yes. Yes, it was. was. Yeah. But I think, I think with the, the, the grisly, uh, darker themes, I think Netflix, um, has built this reputation to like really, to take on risky and um i guess avant-garde properties and to and they they trust their creators to do whatever the hell they want and yeah uh, this turned out great so i think i think it's even though it's not technically the cw verse i think it's like a spiritual cw kind of relative um but i think it's it's definitely at home at netflix i'm really happy um that they they were able to do all these things and just push the envelope of what can be done in TV while still being like not too like overly uh, crass or crude. Like I think they, they oh, yeah. it was, I mean like they they deal with a lot of topics, uh, controversial topics, um, and they also address uh, social issues like uh, being trans and like you know sex shaming and um and i think it, it handles it in a interesting and respectful manner so good job they definitely do a good job with all of that and mm-hmm. i'm thoroughly impressed so mm-hmm. i just more sabrina more Please, sabrina you. and more christmas monsters and and just uh it's so good i know mm. um so quick horror housekeeping just like as a general thing. As of this recording, we have to say rest in peace to Steve Dash, who played Sackhead Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 2. Rest in power. Yes. Man. Yeah. And then there was also an article that came out on Bloody Disgusting about the 10 best foreign horror films of 2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is this, uh, do you agree with this list? Well, considering the fact that I haven't seen any of the movies on this list, I can't say anything. Oh, okay. Um, 
What was but number it one? It is now my mission to see all of them. Yes. Well, the do first it. one, the first one is actually Revenge, and I think that's on Shutter. Okay. Well, Shutter is doing some pretty great things. Yeah. Um, like for example, um, you can check it out on our brand new Facebook group that you can go to bit.ly uh, Left for Dread FB. That's Left for Dread capital FB. That sends you directly to our Facebook group. Um, I posted an article about it. Um, Shutter has uh, greenlit the creep show TV show with yes. Greg Berlanti or not? I'm sorry, Greg Greg Nicotero tapped to it. So I was like, oh my god, yes. Uh, I know this was this was in the pipeline for a while, but now it's officially greenlit, and it's like okay, they're they are go. Let's do this. I'm so excited. They are doing this thing. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on in the so yeah. I just wanted to deal with all of that, but in all honesty, I want to see every single thing on this list. Okay, so. No, uh, on this list from bloodydisgusting.com, uh, you I have... I you bloody disgusting! Woo! Um, so you have Revenge, uh, Luz, Family, Feel God to Evil, Ghost Mask, Scar, Holiday... I think Holiday was from Sweden, right? E- yes, uh, directed by Isabella Eklof... I'm sorry. I, Go with that. Uh, yeah, so Denmark, Netherlands, Sweden, Turkey. Uh, you have Terrified, Cold Skin. Oh my god, wait, Cold Skin. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Is that is that a shark man? Cause it's like a shark vampire man. I okay. Which so, of course Chris is Barry. This is okay, this is this is my favorite movie right now. Because oh there's this there's this creepy looking shark dude. On this image, um, and I, I love, I love sharks. So <laughs> this is my favorite movie so far, and I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, Ravenous. So that is it? on my list. Yeah, it's a Canadian zombie flick. Revenge and Terrified. I think we're all already on one of several to watch horror movies that I have. Um, oh, so you have a a, uh, a movie about a cult with the House of Sweat and Tears, which is a Spanish flick. And that, oh, that was the last one. Oh, there's also honorable mention. So you got uh, Incident in the Incident in a Ghost Land, uh, Tower, A Bright Day, Possum, Ghost Stories, and Veronica and Cold. I was Elf. gonna say Veronica had to get an honorable mention because there had been buzz about that for weeks people were saying it was the scariest movie people couldn't finish it um netflix does it again so and it's still on my queue Mm -hmm. on netflix so i'm going to watch it i promise myself i will so we have so much homework to do and i i love it (laughs) oh i'm down i want to watch all of it Mm -hmm. um so i i i I know this is kind of freeform but this is our well, this is a bonus episode. We recorded our last episode, our last official episode of the year, um, before that. That's our werewolves episode, so it's uh, it's out right now. So please check out that, and we could put in a link in the show notes if you missed it. Um, so this episode is our last one for the year. Year, um, 
And I guess we should talk about what we're looking forward to the 2019 because um, before you know it, it's, it's like, what, 10, 11 days from now? Uh, it's going to be 2019, a new year, new horror. Uh, what are we looking forward to in, um, in terms of horror? I mean, obviously, we have to, we have to catch up with, all, with this top 10 2018 list. Um, I hope to start off 2019 by being able to say I saw every single movie on that list. Mm. Um, I hope that I finally watch Hereditary. Yes. Because I still haven't seen it. Um, te- uh, I actually, I still don't actually know if it's confirmed, but I'm going to take it as gospel for now. Um, okay. Black Mirror Season 5 is supposed to come out. December 26th? So that's really soon? Wait, December 26th? That's my birthday. Whoa! It's coming out on my birthday? Oh my god! <laughs> Happy awesome. birthday to me! <gasps> that's great. Okay, that's well great. now that... I know what I'll be watching at work. That'll be, that'll be the greatest gift of all. Um... Well, here's the thing is I don't I don't take my birthday off. I actually still go to work. Mm. Um, and I've had people tell me, why? Why do you do that? Why don't you just take the day off? And I'm like, because because my parents don't want to spend time with me on my birthday because I'm not five. Boo. So I'm going to go to work. Right. Hey, I'd rather I, get paid I don't for live it. in New York, but I, was, I would totally spend your birthday with you because we're both I go to Christmas work babies. on my birthday every year. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I have to work on Christmas Eve and Christmas. So it's uh, fine. Lame sauce. Well, hopefully you have a slow day so you can watch some, <laughs> some horror movies. I will absolutely be watching. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, Black Mirror season five. Um, yes. uh, so that's something that I'm really looking forward to because we we're definitely gonna uh, talk we are about Black Mirror. Doing an episode on it. Um, I guess in terms of horror movies coming out in the first quarter of the year, I know Happy uh, the, the sequel to Happy Death Days coming out Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Death Day to you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very excited. I was, I'm quite pumped for that. Uh, I guess it technically classifies as horror. Um, I mean, it's more superhero thriller, but uh, Glass is coming out in January. I cannot wait for Glass. Yes. Oh, God. We need to talk about Split because we haven't talked about it yet. It comes out in January. Oh, no. We got to do it. So here's the thing. I saw Split, and I was aware of Unbreakable... And the universe of Unbreakable and who Bruce Willis was in the movie. And I was aware of all of that. When I saw Split and it tied into the universe, because I watched this with Tom, he got really excited about that. And I couldn't understand fully his excitement. And he goes, wait a minute, have you never seen Unbreakable? I said, no. So I watched it for the first time this year. And I have to tell you, I was like, wow, this was like... M. Night in his prime. Yeah, I mean, Unbreakable <laughs> was so good. Yes, it's like one of the best superhero movies ever, and it's not like one of the big two. And 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 like <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't. Uh, I feel like M. Night Shyamalan. The village happened. I feel like M. Night Shyamalan. Like maybe he purposely took a nosedive in his career, and then would just you did... purposely take that bad of a nosedive in your career? I, I don't know. Maybe. You maybe no! Okay, so he, he had a rough patch, but it took him 10 years to, to like, drop that giant knowledge bomb at the end of Split. And it was like, oh my god. And then, um, Which he didn't tell the producers that he was connecting the two universes until they watched it. 
in the screening room and they were like, oh, I see what you did there. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that second renaissance. So, M. Night, M. Night's returning the form because Glass looks so good and Split Glass was so good. so fucking good. Um, so, yeah. So, that's uh, so it's Black Mirror, Glass, Happy Death Day sequel. Um, trying to see what else... See. Oh wait, wait. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Oh gosh, Pet. Se- when is Pet Cemetery? I'm actually looking oh, forward to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it comes out in April, so it's gonna be on the cusp of spring. Uh, la la la. That's one of those very few remakes that I'm like actually excited for. Also, in September we have It Chapter Two. Yes. Um, a which we bit- still haven't seen a trailer for. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. We still haven't seen a trailer for it. Wait, yeah, please, 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 let's do it. What? Uh, just, oh yeah, j- just give us, give us the trailer. It'll be our Christmas gift. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Happy um, New Year! Happy New Year's. Um, so right, right, just going right into the New Year. Um, on January fourth, um, Escape Room is being released. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. So I can't take this movie seriously because I actually looks, worked at an escape room, and it's I just, know, and it it's, looks trashy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Chris, <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It's just. It, <laughs> it won't I mean, stop escape... me from seeing it. It might stop me from paying to see it. I mean, it, who knows? It could be surprisingly good because it's just—it's like a super simple concept um, that you, you just tweak it a little bit and you make it terrifying. Like, like, like for example, like the purge on paper shouldn't sound like it should work, but it does. It does, and it has like twenty million movies. So, um, and I and I feel like escape room i think there's other oh you're trapped and you have to solve death dealing puzzles you know like i think that genre there's a there's some really heavy hitters already so you like the saw movies or my personal fate like i'm okay don't get me wrong i love saw or i love the first two saws those are my favorite well, two. Well, get ready because we're gonna watch all of them. Yes, all of them. That's definitely on the queue. Because I still haven't seen Jigsaw. I still haven't seen that either. But you picked up that Black Friday deal um, with all the movies. Oh yes, on Black Friday I was super proud of myself. I got all eight movies in HD, so uncut, sh- unrated. So shiny. For twenty dollars. So good. Such a steal. I love it. A ching. Um, but my favorite like escape room type of movie it would be the cube i love the cube so much the cube is very good and you want to talk about an old movie that holds up Mm -hmm. the cube holds up yes yes Um, i will that put that shit on the list do it okay so are we gonna compare escape room versus the cube or or something i don't yeah maybe we could yeah um, but yeah, I worked at escape rooms. It's not. It's nowhere near the S ten tens, and sometimes it's frustrating because <laughs> the people like. Well, also because can't figure things wrong. out, and then and sometimes you you get yelled at because you want to help them out and give clues, and you're like, no, no clues. But Chris, you're not supposed to help the idiots. I know, but when they're in the, the same tail. room or stuck on the same puzzle for like forty five minutes, and they have fifteen minutes left, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna ferry them along. So. I don't know. I tend to be more generous 
the one of the more generous uh, moderators um, in the in the skate room. So. Oh sure, toot your own horn, why don't you? Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I don't know. I just want them to have like I don't know. I just don't want to get disappointed. But I know. Anyway, but you will because it will be. You trash. will. Um. So I'm just but looking through. It will through... be trash. I'm gonna watch. I'm sorry. I said it's going to be trash, but it's going to be trash. I'm going to watch. Yes. Yes. Um. Let's see. Um, I'm just look, looking through stuff to expect this year. Uh, you have the new mutants, so the that's this is. is a, are we finally getting that? Because don't forget, hasn't it been pushed back in production? See, I like felt like we talked about new mutants like 2017, and we haven't. We really did. Heard, oh, we did. Okay, then we haven't really heard anything about it. I mean, I guess also because the Fox. The last. The last thing we heard was that it was getting pushed back, and that was it. We haven't heard or seen anything else from it they released a trailer and they were like jk it's not coming out yet yeah and now that x-men properties are going back to we're going to disney that giant deal i don't i don't know if it's stuck in development hell but like the pitch of a bunch of young teenage mutants trapped in you know in a, a psychiatric hospital in san asylum kind of a deal that sounds really awesome um so hopefully we'll uh hear some more about that uh, Zombieland 2 is supposed to come out this year. Yeah, alright. Um, but not alright is World War Z 2 is supposed to come out this year. And I hated World War Z with a passion because oh, no. it just... I mean, we, we were talking about Max Landis um, in our Werewolves episode. Like, that's one of the books he wrote. It was a follow-up yeah. to the Zombie Survivor Guide. And World War Z, the book, was just, fan- it was just fantastic satire about um like global politics and bureaucracies and and and, and just framed within this uh, a zombie apocalypse and uh it was just really well done like with lots of great vignettes and i i've always beat the drum that world war z should always have been like in like a maybe like an anthology series uh on netflix that because like how the book is set up uh, it's split into three main branches. So one, like so, one of those like pre-war, uh, during the War War Z, and then like the epilogue and the aftermath. And they could do, right? Each chapter is divided into a separate vignette or separate story. Uh, yeah. So it ranges from government officials to the book everyday was civilians. Really, really good. It was really good. I felt like it could have been an amazing Netflix TV show. So. But now it's a movie, and and it was, a, it was a terrible movie, so I'm sad. Um, Ryan, is there any other things in 2019 you're looking forward to? Um, I'm definitely... So you and I just have been toying with different things to do with this show and where we want to go with it, and I know that we made uh, two very big lists of things that we want to cover uh, you and I are constantly saying, yes, let's do an episode on this. So just apart from all of the things that are coming out in 2019, I'm just generally, generally looking forward to the things that you and I have talked about doing. That yeah. We're going to get to do like Ryan and I get so stuff. excited over, over just all these horror news that comes out and, and we're always workshopping new ideas and yeah. we have such a crazy slate like our trello board it's just like it's just overflowing with all these cool ideas that we want to do so yeah between like 
uh, originals and reboots and found footage movies because I, I watched one just for the fun of it. And I said, hey, Chris, have you seen this? And he's like, let's do found footage episodes. So we're definitely going to take certain uh, themes and sort of make different like we did with body horror. And we'll just sort of enter like wave them like weave them through our regular years so we can be like hey we're gonna bring you another one of these episodes just because there's so much there's like a wealth of stuff out there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i know how much i love them but it makes it fun when i get to talk to chris about it hell yeah and um i think another thing i really want to try to do more of for 2019 is have more guest hosts so actually uh, i was telling ryan the other day um I was hanging out at a game shop, and I just met these two random blokes, and we were just just shooting the shit. And they, I found out that they love horror, and um, I I know horror is a huge uh, community, but sometimes it feels like I'm like the only one in my neighborhood who loves horror, and then it's like, oh my god, you're you're me, and you're part of my tribe, and let's talk about it, and let's put a mic Yay! in front of you guys, so. Um, hopefully we'll have more guests and, uh, yeah, just, we, we just love horror and we just love geeking out about it. We do. This is another reason why this show happened. Mm. True freaking facts. Um, I guess with that, I think, um, we can close out 2018. Um, I know, oh my god! Yeah, it was a great year. We've been, this, uh, I'm. I don't remember what episode this is. I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. Um, it's the end. It's the end. The end of 2018. We've been doing this for like seven to eight months. It's been a great ride. And uh, we just want to thank, again, everyone. Just You're so awesome. And we love we love doing this for you guys. We, love, we just love just doing this. It's just so great. Um, yeah, and... we like doing this, period, but more specifically, we like doing this with people to listen to. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, we just, we love we love sharing the fandom, the horror, the dread, the terror, so. Uh, we have many, many things we're looking forward to, and to doing, and recording, and and you as the audience, um, you, you, it, it's all for you guys, it's all for you, you're Damien, yay! Um, oh, that's another thing I'm looking forward to. Brightburn. I'm so sorry. Tangents. Brightburn looks so good. Superman meets the Omen. Weird in a good way, though. Ah. Yes. Yes. Um. Cool. So, Ryan, where can the Dreadfuls um find us on the interwebs? You can find us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Um. You can find us on Facebook and our lovely little Facebook group. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter at Left for Dread Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, oh, if you're listening to this for the first time, or you've been sticking with us for for the entire year, thank you and um. You know, please subscribe. Uh, all you have to do is hit that subscribe button on any podcatcher of your choice, and um, you could also plug that RSS feed, which we'll have in our show notes, and it's your podcatcher of your choice, and you'll never miss an episode. Yeah. And uh, whatever podcatcher you listen to us, like iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, um, please give us uh, a like, a positive rating, five stars. Um, and if it's on, if it's available on, on those platforms, give us a positive, uh, uh, or give us constructive feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, just we want to 
connect with you guys. So you want to if you want to talk about your favorite movies, you want to talk about a topic you're interested in, in us uh, 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 recording and publishing about. Um, if you just want to just shoot the shit, yeah, go ahead. Um, we would like to talk to you, and we're always improving this show. Uh, we want to make it better. We want to take it to new heights. And uh, yeah, so just just reach out to us, and we will answer the call. <laughs> and so until then, um, you know, have a very happy solstice, Yule. Um, maybe if you miss Krampus, you can celebrate it again. Krampus not is Krampus not month long. Come on, let's 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 be honest. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just have a happy holiday. And happy New Year's, and we will see you in 2019. Yeah! Woo! Woo! And, and don't forget, stay, stay dreadful! dreadful. <laughs>